Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, the listening guard. to another episode. Yep, yep. Of the Fa and Rachel show. <laughs> <laughs> We're here another week, uh, another day on God's green earth. <laughs> what do people say? They, they open things so well like that. I don't know. I, don't know. I, mean, I should just start saying another like cliche sayings a lot, you know? I know, right? I can't think of any. Another day, another dollar. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. <laughs> what do we want to talk about today? <laughs> I don't know. You said you got some stuff to talk about. I'll talk about some things. I got some things to talk about. All right, let it rip. Oh, I'm just going to go straight to it, There's huh? no small talk today. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to quote something from The Office, but... What is it? I'm not going to. It's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything to share today, Fa? Anything to add to the uh, silence? <laughs> you know, I just spent the day burning stumps. Mm, that was a good day. Uh, no, you didn't burn any stumps. I did. You burned one stump. Yeah. And you yeah. refused my my offer of burning other stumps with you. I feel like when you offer to burn a stump with somebody, your answer should be yes, <laughs> not no. You rejected me. It, what else did you, you want to burn? The stumps outside. Which, oh, oh, no, no, not the ones on the grass. Why not? Because you're going to burn the grass. Who cares at this point? It's already October. The end of October. I don't, I care. I want to rent a machine and clean it up. You only just, the only reason you don't want me to burn them, and they would burn real quick, by the way, because they're like way old, um, is because you want to rent some machines. No, it doesn't burn quick. I've seen videos. It takes forever to burn it. Not when I do it. Stop. You're not special. I am special. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's rude. It takes, it's the stumps on the ground. It's full of moisture. It's not going to burn that quick. You don't know. I've listen, seen videos. Listen, I don't care about your videos. They don't have the Inferno like I do. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The Inferno is a device I bought from Home Depot that is a blowtorch. Is it called the Inferno? It is, yeah. and it's the best thing I ever bought. I know, I burned half my all. hand with it today. I burned my face with it. <laughs> no, not today. You were there when this ago. happened. <laughs> when I blew don't up you my tell face. that story. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. It was a very hazardous time, but I, um, yeah, no. Okay. So it's a blowtorch and it's hooked up to propane and you have like a little flint thingy and you scrape that in front of it. But I was doing that. I, I put the gas too high. And no, I, I, I know what. Don't interrupt the story. I know I'm going to explain everything correctly. Okay. You settle. So anyway, we had this barrel and we had like leaves and uh, sticks and crap in that barrel. And I put the Inferno torch end of it in the gas was blowing in this barrel. And I decided mm. to ignite it in the barrel. And what had <laughs> happened was, as you can imagine, a big ball of fl- uh, fire just consumed my face. <laughs> and immediately I was like, I don't know if I have a face anymore. So I ran inside. <laughs> 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 to make sure my face was not melted off. You did not run inside. I did. Right away. I you pretty said, much did. You said something that's very pivotal to this situation. What did you say? Oh, well, for, I think I did ask you if I was okay first. Like, is my face still intact? And then you were like, yeah. 
And I was like, don't tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran inside to make sure that I still had features of my face. If intact. you haven't told her, she'll know now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We, but, you uh, told her, right? <laughs> no, I did tell her. Um, but I think it's funny how even as a grown woman with two children of her own and a husband. Mm, yeah. That's the first thing that came out of my like, don't tell my mom. <laughs> Why did you say that? I don't know. Because often my parents, um, I don't know, like they're trying to freaking parent me still. I don't know. Tell me I can't do stuff. No, like, wasn't it because do. your dad always did stuff like that and it makes your mom upset or something like no, that? No, I mean, there's been plenty of times where my dad has blown up his face too, but... <laughs> Um, do I you think remember the time he almost shot himself in the face? Uh, no, when did he almost do that? What are you talking like about? Like we were, he was, his gun wasn't firing. He put his face down the barrel, and like, no, he didn't. You don't remember that? That's not true. That's not um, like shot his head off his head. That's not true. You don't remember that? Are no, you... I don't remember that. I remember he like shot near us, and it like it fired obviously correctly and he was like oh yeah i know right so the, my dad's not known for being careful yeah i know um he has plenty of stories where he's like i don't it was know terrifying injured himself in me, some yeah. way um that's why you say don't tell my mom because you know i told her. that because they're always telling me i can't do stuff like what i want to do and then i have to sneak around and do it you know <laughs> Like chopping trees down and crap. Like if a yeah, tree fell on me, you were not allowed to do that. If a tree fell on me, I would say the same thing. Don't tell Fa or my mom because they both won't let me do what I want to do. <laughs> I don't understand why I can't just chop trees like anybody else. It's fine. Like so. I'm a responsible adult. I can take care of it. Mm. Yeah, I sent a, a video of me chopping a tree down, and the feedback was not positive <laughs> from my family. <laughs> They're like, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't know why not. I did it and it was fine. I'm living life here. Mm. It's no problem. It's dangerous. It's not. It's fine. So I won't let you buy a real chainsaw. That's what I'm just going to have to sneak around. I want to buy one so bad to cut that big stuff Yeah, just out. buy it, please. So no, we can live better. No. no, no. I want to be able to do the things I want to do. No, problems. it's dangerous. Chainsaws are dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, I learned what a being a submissive wife is, <laughs> <laughs> which is you tell me I can't buy a chainsaw. <laughs> and guess what, Fa? I have not bought a chainsaw. Submissiveness. Submissive. <laughs> Get the submissive wife trophy. People tend to think that it's, I don't know, preparing your lunch for you and I don't know what else. Whatever like 1950s model of a wife was. Yeah, but this submissive. is your version of. No, 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 no. I learned this. This is true. No, no, no. I'm saying that your version of being submissive is listening when I say don't buy a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring a chainsaw home. <laughs> and I didn't. And yeah. I and you told me I couldn't. I don't know what you said. Some kind of creature I couldn't bring home. I didn't bring it home either. Goats. Was it goats? Mm, I don't know. You did tell me I could have a goat. Alpaca, maybe? Um, I don't think it was an alpaca. I don't want an alpaca. Maybe a cat. Oh, yeah. I wanted to buy an outside cat to kill all the rats that are out there. Yeah. You told no, me it's, no. It's fun to do what we do instead. Just hunt it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I've, I've submitted in other ways. I think for any other normal housewife or whoever wife of this decade it would look like when your husband tells you to stop buying shoes 
and you stop. <laughs> Hashtag submissive. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby st- no, that's what it is. That's what submissive is. I actually don't care if you buy shoes. You don't no, know. I buy his, yeah. Just don't buy more boots. You have tons of boots. I'm, don't tell me I can't buy boots. <laughs> I, I'll buy what I need to buy. You don't need it. That's what you I'm saying. You don't know what I need. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to fight with you on the podcast. Yeah, you do get out of control with the shoes. No, I don't. You do? No, I don't. <laughs> what else I don't do you like to buy? funny at all. What else do you like to buy? I don't know. I really don't buy much. Bananas. No one eats bananas. I <laughs> eat the bananas. And so does some of the kids. Depends what week it is. No, Sometimes both they of don't them say them. they hate it, which that is... That is not true because uh, I saw Addie eating a banana the other day and left it I on know, the porch. I know. I know. <laughs> Just walked outside and there was a banana I know, the but they, they say they hate bananas. But they don't, though. I know. <laughs> They've eaten them more than once. I know. They don't hate what bananas. What was Addie eating yesterday? Oh, she hates like tomato sauce. Again, they don't hate these things. But no, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But every time I make spaghetti here, she can't have sauce because she cries, or whatever. But yesterday, we're at a very <laughs> fine establishment, very authentic <laughs> fine dining experience, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a place we haven't been to in like ten years it's or something. Been a long time. And I just was craving it. I was like, I want that. You I got want... real excited about it. I know. It. Should we I just tell everybody so what it was? Fog got real crazy yesterday and elated. Talked all of us into going to Olive Garden, which <laughs> I thought that they didn't even exist anymore because I stopped going. So I assume yeah. they just closed down when I left. I remember when we were like, Olive Garden's not for us. Let's leave hmm. and never come back. You know? Why did you say that? Be- I remember when I had that feeling at Olive Garden. I don't think I've ever had that feeling. Because I was like, man, everything here is the same. Like you would order different things, but it's the same food. <laughs> yeah. It's just pasta cut a little bit different. It's the same sauce on everything. Newsflash, all Italian food is the same. Sorry, but it is. Oh my god! I could go real long You're and hard make about people this. people really upset. I'm sorry, but it's all the same. All pasta, all sauce, I don't red know. sauce I don't or know the white that. sauce. It's it's the same. I don't know about that. It is. It's the same. It you all has funny. Ta- the same taste. It's funny. I I I kind of agree with you. Yeah, because it's true. It's hard. It's really hard to eat good Italian food. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's hard I prefer to eat good like I prefer spaghetti, like the Brazilian way. Ugh, that's not good. It's Don't delicious. ever eat that. <laughs> Listener, stay away from that. That's, you do things well. In Brazil, do what you do well. Don't do Italian food. You don't do it No, well. it's not Italian food. It's just, you know. No, it's they not don't good. Own, they don't own noodles. They it's, think they do. It's not their thing. Italians think that it's they Chinese, do own the it. It's Chinese that created noodles. We should get off this subject matter because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. And I'm, I'm very opinionated when it comes to No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, Olive Garden, you uh, let's just go back to what we were saying. You got really excited about it. I wanted unlimited salad and breadsticks. As I wanted, but you didn't order. But I that ate option. three. I had I had three bowls of salad. Did you? Yeah, I well not bowls, the little plates that they give you. Mm-hmm. I the, wanted. You know what is actually great though is because they sent us home with a salad. Like I a, know, and I ate that. Here's today. the thing. Here's what 
we liked our visit yesterday, mm-hmm. our expectations were really low. I was like, we're going to Olive Garden. It's trash food. Whoa. We just want to eat. Yeah. People right now. I was Olive like, Garden. I'm hungry. I just want this. <laughs> it's convenient next to Trader Joe's. Let's do it. Yeah. And we got there. Our server was super nice. Yeah, he was nice. You know, kids ordered their food and they ate it and they liked it. And guys were like, hey, guys, you want some salad to go? I was like, heck, yeah, I want some salad to go. I was like, yeah. thank you. And you some wanna, breadsticks, too. He was like, He's you like, want like, a bag of some... breadsticks? I'm like, yes. Yeah, like, yeah, we want that. Um, and you would, like, their salad is good. It is good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed the soup I ate. I'm so upset I don't care for about, soup. like, in Olive Garden yesterday. No, it shouldn't be upsetting. I was like, oh, my God, there's people in here. Like, oh, first oh, off, oh, when I walked in, I was like, I didn't think there were going to be people in there. Oh, because, yeah. again, I thought that the place closed down, like, it's, 13 years ago. It superseded all of our expectations. I was like, oh, wow. Olive Garden is like a bopping place. Yeah. Like, there, we yeah. had to wait to get in there. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. I didn't know people still went here. <laughs> and um, because apparently my scope of reality is based off of my own. I'll tell you, I think that Olive Garden like turned it around because there was a while there that people had some bad campaigns about Olive Garden. Uh-huh. Like they're saying, oh, we send our chefs to Italy and stuff and they were like caught in a lie. It's like, you chefs don't go to Italy. Is that a thing? I don't remember It that. was. You don't remember that? You, you know can what, go back and look. You know what Hang on, I'm not done. I'm not I done. I want to interrupt you. No, I know you do. <laughs> and then I think that there was some time that they're in trouble like financially and I mm-hmm. think they slowly are realizing like we need to pump out some good food here or we're just gonna close our doors i don't know because they're still the same menu items that they were i know like, but it actually tasted decent um, i was like oh my I god this pasta tastes this decent that they tasted bad like i always thought the food tasted good also i think what turned me off to it the last time i remember going there is when they had their like order a meal and then get a free meal to go and it was like frozen i was like so they're just heating up meals for me yeah. and then serving them it's to probably me. still it probably <laughs> still is that i'm sure but it was just weirded me out i didn't agree with that much but anyway listen i <laughs> felt like family yesterday <laughs> yeah when you're here your family mm. they made that happen for me they made it happen wildly i was very pleased i was too the, it felt very warm and inviting in there <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, this place I can get down with. Like, I know. The only go. thing I didn't like is like my seat had like a little ledge from the window and it was touching my arm all the time. Oh my like God. my shoulder. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> yeah. But everything else was like, it was good. Our server was so sweet. He, he was, was so really nice. nice. He he reminded me of of a real chill um and he was like, oh, you guys were so nice. Thank you for being a good I know. He, he was something. like, you guys were great. I was like, really? I feel like I know, we were right? terrible. <laughs> 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 no, we were fine. We're not mean to people. Uh, also, we'll go I back to Olive Garden in like five years or something. Maybe in the next 10 years. We'll yeah. go back in another 10 years. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I know where to take Fa for his birthday. You should have seen how excited <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was really like a different guy. Something happens to him. Something takes over when we step into hey, the I know. Garden. I was just, I oh, wanted wow. that soup. Fun you know faz I mean? here. I want the <laughs> party faz out. That's so rare that we see him. But... Yeah. Oh my God. How long have we been talking about Olive Garden? I don't know. We can go on forever about nonsense. What do you want to talk about? What am I going to talk about? So one time I was praying <laughs> and um, I it's, 
I don't remember the um, exact situation that was going on in my life at this time, but I do remember praying and um, I was in my kitchen and I, I want to say like preference, preference, blah, what's that word? Preface. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not the word. The British say preference, that. Preference, preference this by saying oh. like usually when I'm having, I don't know, usually like this vision per se, I think... It was coming in a, at a point in my life where um, I feel like all all my visions come with this point where I'm like, God, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what am I waiting for? What are we doing here? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, do you really want me to do what I'm doing? Like, a lot of just whatever. Like you know? what? What do you mean? I don't know. Like, I, I just get like in these points where I'm like, um just unsure and unlike especially at this time it was like my like you know these visions or whatever are you talking about when you start seeing something and you don't know where it's gonna go no is that what you're talking about i'm talking about the emotion that went in before praying like where was i emotionally or spiritually before god showed this to me so that it it, there's context you understand okay i'm trying to bring context to the people like the flow no no my god (laughs) Just listen, just listen. The context of why God showed me this at this time in my life. You understand? Yeah. The context, the historical context to Rachel's visions. (laughs) The historical context is, is that at this time I was like not seeing a lot of visions. It was kind of like slowing down. There was a point like last year where I had a vision like every day, like God was showing me like crazy stuff every day. And I was like, oh my God, God's talking to me so much. I'm special yeah and at this time that was like slowing down a little bit and i wasn't sure like if god was just like not going to talk to me anymore and Mm. i wasn't sure if like what he had showed me was like actually legit or not or like my ability to see visions was like i'm like i don't even know because some visions i saw before this i was like I'm really uncertain about it. Like, I don't even know if that was from God or if I just made that whole thing up because a lot of times God will show me something and then he'll give me the verse for it. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I finally understand that verse now right, because yeah. God just gave me a visual for it. And um, <laughs> it's funny because I I had said once before that like, I must like God must feel bad for me because um, <laughs> he like has to draw it out for me because yeah. I'm so simple. And then I felt like I'm like, oh my, I actually have to repent of that because um, I just felt convicted for saying that. I'm like, God was like, no, that's not what that is. You know, don't belittle mm. small beginnings. Don't belittle what I'm doing, you know? Right. And so I actually had to repent for saying that. Mm. So I'm I can't. just said that. Why? Because it's something I thought about it. And it was a joke that I made too. Yeah, I joke a lot, and I have to say sorry to God like a lot. Because but about I'm just, you, I made oh. it about you in front of you in this podcast. Oh, it was one of me? the episodes. I was like, "Oh, God has to draw things out." That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, like God has to like, oh, because I'm simple or some crap. And then like the Holy Spirit was like, "That is not. Don't mock me." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap." <laughs> I'm sorry, God. Like, yeah, and I did feel bad for saying that too because it's not true. Like, that's a gift from God. It's not. Because I'm stupid and he feels bad for me. Yeah. Like, why would I view God like that? But I did and I made fun of it and I had to repent and I am sorry for that. But anyway, um, but 
God showing me a vision and then usually like I have a verse for it in this one vision he showed me a bunch of stuff and I I still to this day don't know what I meant I thought I did and then the verse that I he I thought he gave me just did not match up at all so then it like kind of sent me into this wild spiral of like just not of uncertainty like is any of this real like yeah you know so anyway I'm like praying and I'm in my kitchen and all of a sudden I see this like mouse run through my kitchen. Mm. And um, I was like, what? And it came through, came from the wall, you know, like just like Tom and Jerry, like situations, uh, a little yeah, mouse yeah, 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 yeah. hole. I saw that and like the, the mouse came from there and I saw Jesus go over and inspect the, the hole and kind of like, like look like, oh, it came from here, you know? And at this point, I was like, well, I don't know if this is real anymore because I don't know if I'm just making stuff up now or, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I saw like him looking inside the wall and I could see inside the wall and there was like rat turds and like, you know, just a mess in there from the rats. Like, <laughs> like you can, you know, like rats are in there because it just looks like there's a lot of like weird crap in there. Droppings. Like, droppings, like different debris and like fur and like nests and stuff and just looks like it been. They rub their fur on the wall. Do they do that? Yeah. And it makes slimy. What? Yeah. What does it do? It makes it slimy. Like they'll scratch themselves on the wall and it makes it, and their rats are slimy. Ew. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Gross. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I just saw like rat nests. In you know there. what I saw on Instagram? I shouldn't say this, but I will. Like someone put that song from like Jay Z New York. New York, New York, your dreams are made of whatever, right? You know when people want to go to New York and they they make like a Instagram post, Alicia Keys song. Yeah, Jay Z's on it too. Hmm. They make an Instagram post about New York or whatever, like glorify New York. It's you know people that have never been to New York yeah. think New York's like the most special place ever. Yes. <laughs> He's walking on the street and just filming. And then the song is on the background. But it's just rats crossing the street. Like, back <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, man. Yeah. That's New York. It's so gross. I'll show you to you. Yeah, it's so it. gross. <laughs> <laughs> New York is disgusting. I don't I'll try and post there. that on the link to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. New York's so gross. It is gross there. Like, I hate it when you go there in the summer and it just smells like trash. Ah, uh, it's so, I could go on, it could be a whole podcast about how yeah. disgusting New York is and how I won't <laughs> ever go there again. <laughs> but anyway. You know, in the office, then Michael's like, oh, this is New York, or And he goes down the <laughs> subway. <laughs> There's someone pooping on the ground, on yeah, the train. It's about right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Back to spiritual things anyway so i'm looking like in the he's inspecting the walls and like you could see like two chewed up rat like marks and stuff and yeah. like wood is being chewed and wires have been chewed through and just like destructive crap going on and um i was like what is going on you know i'm seeing all this and then i'm like stopping i'm like wait a minute is this even real am i making this all up you know i'm so mm -hmm. like uncertain about this and then i kept seeing I kept seeing like groceries on the counter of our kitchen. Like right. I saw Jesus had dropped off like bags of flour and um, like just at different things to make something with, like just ingredients to stuff. You know, right. Like he's going to bake some bread. So obviously there's some flour there and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever else. And um, 
I saw that the the mouse or the rats have were chewing through the bottom of it. Like there was a hole in it, and then there was like rat turds all over the counter and stuff. Uh. Yeah, like they had come in and like chewed through it. And then uh, I was like, okay, God, like, what are you showing me? What does this mean? And I don't get it. And what am I supposed? To, I don't. What am I supposed to pray about this? You right. know, like, where am I supposed to go from here? And I saw like that people had come over, um, regular people that had like come to our meetings at different times. Yeah, I saw them at the kitchen island, and they were like waiting to be served, right? And like right. so, like Jesus had like prepared food for them, and put it down at their at 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 their place setting, and they were kind of like you could see that they noticed that there were rat turds like <laughs> <laughs> on the counter. And they, they noticed that there was like um, mouse, mice in their house. Like mm, you can tell, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then it's like they didn't want to eat because they oh, were gross. like, it just was like, I'm like, uh, did a rat chew on this? Like, <laughs> where, is it safe to eat? You know, you could see that they were like hesitant about consuming it. And so again, I'm like praying. I'm like, Holy Spirit, I don't know what I'm supposed to pray about this because I don't. Like I have no direction. Sometimes, like I, I'm seeing stuff, but like I don't even have an inkling of like, yeah. what this is supposed to mean. So, I'm just sitting there praying that God would reveal what I'm actually supposed to ask Him. What am I supposed to ask you, God? What am I supposed to pray about right now? And as I was doing that, the Holy Spirit was like, "These, these rats, these mice represent doubt. Mm. It's your doubt." Yeah. And, um, I'm like, okay, my doubt. I'm like, so what do I do about that? And um, the Holy Spirit was like, you've let your doubt come in and soil the things that I have, um, that I have brought to you, that I have stored with you. The ingredients for meals, the ingredients for what I have planned for a dinner party, like the ingredients that I have that I've wanted to keep at your house and store in your heart, you've let doubt come in and and tarnish them. You've let your doubt come in and soil my promises, the things that I've said I was going to do, the things that I want to do, the things I have planned for you. You've let your doubt come in and tarnish it. And I was like, geez, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to do about that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you get rid of this? um, Like, how do you get rid of this, this mouse problem, you know? And and like, how do, how do I know I, how did I, I didn't know I had a a doubt problem, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I could see Jesus like, like sending out traps and stuff. And he was like, I expose your doubt with these traps. And I was like, what are the traps represent you know did i say trouts no you said traps okay (laughs) (laughs) i and i was like what do the traps represent like what does that mean and he was like i set traps of uh, in times of uncertainty Mm. because when things are uncertain then your doubt will come out yeah you don't always know you have a mouse problem until you see evidence of the mice you know and he's like when things are uncertain that's when your doubt comes out and so sometimes i'll set traps of uncertainty just so that you can see that we can come and deal with the mice problem, the doubt problem. So it was like different visions, like that one vision I had really like left me uncertain and stuff. Yeah. And then I like started doubting everything. And um, and God was like, well, I have to expose the doubt problem that you have so that we can get rid of it. Mm. It's like, unless you come to face to face with your doubt problem, we won't ever have a problem with it. Because when things are good, you don't have any reason to doubt. Yeah. It's when things are uncertain that doubt comes out. 
Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, like, so what do I pray? Like, what should I do? I'm asking God. I'm like, okay. So like, I want to be certain, like make me certain, make me, um, I don't know, Lord, like, what am I supposed to pray? Like confident, confident in what you're doing, confident in the things you've done in me and the things you're doing. And, and, um, you know, it was like, I don't know. I kept hearing that verse as like, um, oh man, now I forget it. That's annoying. He's like, um, like confidence and that he who began a work in you is faithful to complete it, you know, right. like be confident. And, and I kept, I kept hearing that verse. I think it's in Philippians. Yeah. Maybe it's Philippians 1, 6. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, you know, like he was faithful to, to, to finish what he started in you like be confident in like in him so i'm like okay like I'll, what do i pray like i'm gonna be confident like that doesn't seem right <laughs> like what am i i don't know what to ask for i'm like asking the holy spirit like so what am i supposed to pray and so i'm like okay god like help me to be confident in you be confident that like you who are starting someone's something in me so, the one that invited people for a meal is going to prepare the meal like and finish the process here like you know, because sometimes we just see like Jesus dropped off groceries, but then like he didn't come back to like make a meal. So like I just have groceries on my counter and yeah. then I start to let like time passes and uncertainty comes. And I'm like, is God even going to do what he said he was going to do with this? Like, is he just going to fill up my kitchen with ingredients, but never make anything of it? Mm. I was like, he's just going to take my life and show me all these things. And then like, then what? Like, I'm never going to do anything with it. Like, he's never going to make some bread here like yeah. am i left with just flour like i can't make good bread like i need him to make it but he's not here making it so it's like all this doubt comes in and starts like soiling all my bags of flour all my promises that god has has given me i let doubt come in and crap all over it and so anyway so i'm praying this and like i didn't really get anywhere with it i was like i honestly don't know what i'm supposed to pray am i supposed to pray that i should be self-confident like that seems wrong <laughs> you know <laughs> Maybe be confident in you, God. It just didn't seem to fit. And it's just, I was like, whatever, I give up. I'm just going to go to sleep. So I go to sleep. Next day, I'm driving to go pick up the girls from school. And I'm like, God, I really don't know what, what am I supposed to ask for? Like, what am I even supposed to pray about with this? Like, I don't want doubt, God. I don't right. want to be doubtful of you. And I want to believe that you're going to, you're going to finish what you started in me, that mm. you're going to do what you said you're going to do, Yeah. that you're going to make something out of nothing, you know? And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what to pray. What is doubt? And then, <laughs> and then finally I see this cat, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I see Jesus bring me this cat and let it loose in my house. And this cat is running around. And then all of a sudden I see the cat show up again. And it freaking has a mouse in his m mouth. You know? <laughs> it hunted. Yeah. yeah, it hunted a mouse. And I was like, what is going on? And... I see Jesus go over to this cat and he had a collar on and he had like a little name tag on mm. and over on his name tag was the word faith. This wow. cat's name was faith. Wow. And the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, the opposite of doubt is faith. Like pray for faith that I will fill you with faith because <laughs> you don't have any faith and your doubt is just multiplying mm. and it's just taking over and it's living inside your walls and crapping all over your walls and chewing on your wires and making your foundation faulty. And he's like, but if you have faith, faith is a good mouser. It's going to consume all your doubt. It's going to chase down your doubt and drive it away wow. when you have faith. And I was like, oh, my God, the me yeah, that's what I should pray for. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Okay, you could not come with this up by yourself. I know. 
I know. <laughs> I didn't even know what the opposite of doubt was. <laughs> like I definitely <laughs> like gonna be confident, God. What should I pray? Yeah. So anyway, I start to see this cat, right? And I was like, Yeah, God. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. Like, yes, Lord, please give me faith. Give me strong faith. Give me faith, God. Like, you know. And I'm praying through it and I start to see like almost like scenarios. It's kind of interesting. Like I saw Jesus with his cat, right? And he was feeding the cat. Like he had milk out for the cat. He Mm. had food out for the cat. And then I saw like a different scenario where like I I didn't have a cat in my house, but I saw like the neighbor's cat. And actually we have a cat that runs around in our like neighborhood. I don't know who it belongs to, but it sometimes shows up in our like That cat does not hunt though. I don't know what well, that cat does. It looks well fed. It does. It has a collar. <laughs> and so, but, it's their cat. Yeah. So, okay. So I saw this cat over um by our sliding glass door. It was looking in in our house. Mm. And I saw myself go over to this cat and like put out food for the cat. And it ate it outside. And I had friends over and they were like, oh, I didn't know you had a cat. And I was like, no, I, it's not my cat. It's a neighbor's cat. I just mm-hmm. feed it sometimes, yeah. you know. But I don't want it in. And then, um, and I was like, that's interesting. And then I saw another scenario where I had this cat and um, it was like only friendly sometimes. Like it was kind of like a scaredy cat. Yeah. And as soon as my friend came over, this cat would like, I think everyone's kind of seen a cat like this or had a cat this way that is like a scared of everything, like scared of its own shadow. Right. And like a friend came over and this cat like went like nuts and hid underneath the bed. And like at any <laughs> sign of any kind of danger, this cat just fled. And like you couldn't get the cat out from under the bed. And I saw Jesus like going over and like trying to get the cat from out underneath the bed. But the cat was so like weird and like antisocial and like scared that it wouldn't budge. And like, I've had a friend once tell me that she had a cat, like sometimes she wouldn't see it for days because it would just hide. And like, she didn't even know if she had a cat anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's interesting. And then I saw another scenario where this cat I had was, um, I had my German, my, my German shepherd that I often see in my visions and Mm. to reference, like, I think it was like episode three or something about the prayer dog. Right. Um, I saw my German shepherd, my prayer dog in this house, but, and I saw this dog chasing this cat all around and like, you know, attacking the cat and like just chasing it. And the cat was like constantly hissing and like on, on defense and like, you know, right. You know, whatever. Right. And finally I was like, okay, God, I was like, what is going on? You know? And then I saw, I, I didn't see it, but I was reminded of this one cat that I used to have as a kid. Her name was Honey Cat. She was a calico. This cat was, um, <laughs> this cat was hardcore. It would come in and out of the house. and But it was a house cat. And um, this cat was always freaking pregnant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> always pregnant. Like, it always had a, a kitty litter. Like, there was always cats yeah. all the time from this cat. Like, this cat reproduced like none other. And, um, I remember this one time my brother used to work like used to come home at midnight because he worked until that point. I don't know what he did, but whatever. He came home at midnight and he came on the porch and he didn't know that on the porch there was this raccoon like like right by (laughs) (laughs) right by the door. 
And so he opened up the door and this raccoon, like instead of running in the opposite direction, went into the house, right, like, ran right, straight right. into the house, ran all the way back down the hall, ran all the way into the last bedroom underneath the bed in the last bedroom. And Your we parents. did, of course, we didn't know that it went in there. Yeah. But all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap, there's like a raccoon in my house. Like they have rabies. <laughs> like that's not good, you know. Yeah. And so like all I remember is like probably around five years old or so. My mom came in and woke me up because I she didn't know if the raccoon went in my room. Like all of our doors were right. open. It could have went anywhere. And she like she she woke me up and she was like, hey, there's a raccoon in our house. Like I need you to come out into the living room and sit on the top part of the couch like just sit up there away from the ground mm-hmm. you know yeah and i was like okay and i had honey cat with me and and she came and sat right next to me and she, i was like petting her and she was in my lap and stuff and um i remember like they brought in the dog like we had this one dog <laughs> and um it's a big dog too um, was it that one dog that was at the farm all the time no, I, I don't know what she was, but she was a big dog. She's an outside dog. They brought her in to like help chase this raccoon mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And the the dog was terrified, like f- so scared of this raccoon. Really? It was useless. Yeah, <laughs> useless. And so like that didn't work. And they were like, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, it spent, they spent some time trying to get figure out what this raccoon was. They figured out it was underneath the bed in the back room. And so I think they got it out with a broom or something. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, all I remember is, is that this raccoon starts flying through, like the, the doors open, you know, Yeah, it's running through the hallway, running through everything, <laughs> ran in through the living room. I'm seeing it. It's coming up. It's about to go right through the door as that's right when Honey Cat leaps into the air, like soars into the air and just latches on top of this raccoon <laughs> and rides this raccoon out the door and like... <laughs> Like some kind of freaking movie scene. That's crazy. Yeah, like leaps off of the couch and just flies on top of this thing to like wrestle it out the door. And um and God brought this this memory back into my mind. That's crazy. What is going on? And he was like, he's like, at times you've had faith that was borrowed. Just like when you have a neighbor's cat. It's like Mm. it's not your faith. Yeah. You're feeding somebody else's faith. You don't even have faith for yourself. You're just wow. borrowing somebody else's. And wow. he's like, that's not the faith I want you to have. He's like, I want you to have your own faith, not someone else's faith. And sometimes we ride through our Christian life on somebody else's faith, on our pastor's faith, on yes. our mom and dad's faith, yeah. on our, our husband's faith, or, or whatever else, on our friend's faith. And we don't actually have any faith of our own. We just pretend we do without any responsibility towards it. Wow. We might feed it. We might feed someone else's faith, but we don't actually have faith of our own. And he was like, I don't want you to have somebody else's cat outside your door and you just feed it once in a while. I want you to have your own cat. And he's like, but there's been times in your life where you do have your own faith, but it's freaking scared of its own shadow. It's where like any sign of danger, any threat, anything that could possibly happen, your faith is gone. It disappears. It hides. It's scared. It doesn't last. And he was like, that's not the kind of faith I want you to have. I don't want you to have the faith that that disappears whenever there's any sign of trouble. Well, when any potential threat or anything that could even possibly be any kind of threat to you, your faith is scared and you just disappear. It's like that kind of faith that doesn't help you. And then he's like and then you've had times where you've had faith, but your faith is controlled by your prayers and i was like i don't understand that god mm. and he was like is where your prayer so my prayer dog i prayer is in these visions usually resembles a dog and it's like where your your prayer is 
it can protect you and it can cover you and, and you know, like lead you in different right. ways, right? Yeah. Authoritative. Anyway, and, and the dog in this scenario was like chasing around my cat. And he said, it's actually supposed to be the other way. Your faith is supposed to dictate your prayers. Your prayers don't dictate your faith. He said, you're supposed to pray in faith, not for faith. He said, your, your prayers should be led by faith, not the other way around. Wow. And he's like, sometimes dogs chase cats, you know, and like, you know, but it really should be the kind of cat that puts the dog into place. And I've had, and Honey Cat was like that. She would like bat the dog. And I like, had cats like that. The cat too. was terrified. Like the dog was terrified of the cat. Yeah. He's like, your faith should actually command your prayers, not the other way around. Yeah. So you pr- should pray in faith. And I was like, okay. And he was like, what I want you to have is faith like your, your, like Honey Cat is where when trouble comes and when situations come, your faith doesn't hide. You don't need to borrow someone else's faith. You don't need to pray that, you know, God does something, you know, but that you know that when you pray, things will happen because you have the faith that will just attack that problem, that will ride a problem out the door, that your faith will overcome whatever obstacle is coming to you. And he's like, that's the kind of faith I want you to have. And more or less, is like that cat was always pregnant. I want your faith to be impregnated by. I want your faith to Man. always be replicating, to always be reproducing. This I is want crazy. You, yeah, he's like, I want your faith to stir up faith in other people and to replicate with it and to yeah. mate with it and to produce with someone else's faith. He's like, your faith is supposed to replicate. It's supposed to have um, offspring and it's supposed to grow and multiply. He's like, if you have faith that's not multiplying, then your faith needs help. It needs to be exposed to someone else's faith so that your faith and their faith will multiply together. Mm. It's like, we encourage each other in God. It's like, your faith needs to multiply. I want you to have that kind of faith that looks like honey cat, the kind of cat that's present and healthy and well-nourished and that's not afraid, that doesn't hide in any obstacle and that belongs to you. And that's not someone else's faith. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's the kind of faith that I want you to have. Because when you have that kind of faith, you don't have the doubt. Because that faith will eat the doubt. Yeah. And and just like any good cat should be a good mouser that takes care of your mice problem. <laughs> that's how your faith should be. If your faith is healthy, it should take care of your doubt problem. It should consume all the doubt. And I was like, okay, like... Yeah, like I want that. I want that kind of faith. I want that kind of um, faith. And I was like, how do I, how do I do that? And he was like, you look to me. He's like, I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. He's like, Whoa. I'm gonna feed your faith. I'm oh. gonna who. And I saw it. it's like every time Jesus is the one that set out the food and the milk. And faith comes by hearing of the word, meaning yeah. hearing Jesus, hearing he is the word. So every time that you're it's in nuts. God's, every time you're in God's presence, you are hearing the word. It's like Bill Johnson in that one sermon yeah. that blew my freaking mind because he was like, you know, sometimes we think God's not talking to us, but we feel God's presence. And he's like, that is him talking to you because he is the word. Yeah. So every time you feel God's presence and you encounter God's presence, you're encountering the word of God. And he was like, faith comes by hearing the word of God and by responding to the word of God. So responding to Jesus, looking to Jesus because he's the author and finisher of your faith. And um, he's like, I'm the one that takes care of that cat. Mm -hmm. You know? What a crazy story. Yeah. I remember your faith cat thing, but I don't remember the honey cat part of it. Did you tell me that? Yeah, I did. You didn't do a good job like oh, you did today. Well, whatever. 
That was an insane word you just got and told me. Yeah. I was so sleepy halfway through, but this woke me up like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, it's past 10 o'clock. I'm sleepy. Man, mm-hmm. what an awesome word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know you had it in you today. That's why you're so excited to share. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to share about that? <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the part about the cat always being pregnant is insane. Yeah. You think God caused all those things so you would have this story today? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it is wild. Like he's the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. So even like me being concerned about having enough faith, like he's the one that takes care of that, you know? And the more time I spend with him and listen to him and look to him, every time my faith is being increased because I'm getting closer to him because he is the one that orchestrates faith. He's the one that comes up with it. And I mean, like I can read, you know, everyone, maybe not everybody, but everybody knows it. Like Hebrews is basically talks about faith like the whole time. Yeah. Like Hebrews 11, one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Um, and then like again, and, and like I was kept saying like Hebrews 12, two, that's what I keep. It's like fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and, and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But it's the point is, is Jesus. Jesus yeah. is the one, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. So for me, it's like I don't technically understand a lot of aspects of faith, you know? Um, but uh, I don't necessarily need to because if I'm, I'm hanging with Jesus, he's going to... Um, have that revealed and blossomed in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah um, when I take my eyes off of Jesus, that's when um, like doubt and worry and all these other things can grow in me. But it's really, if I look to Jesus, my faith is renewed in his goodness. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm reassured. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Does that make any sense? I don't know what I'm trying no, to say it does. exactly, but it does. Oh, this, <laughs> Like, I have no words right now <laughs> to the whole story you told. Because if it's such a perfect story, it's such a perfect picture mm-hmm. of faith, doubt, how faith chases doubt out, captures doubt, kills doubt. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And how, like, even the details of, like, God feeding your faith. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's um, so good. It's kind of wild because I love the one uh, the one aspect of this where like sometimes we don't have faith and we're not honest about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like we can pretend we have faith, but it's really just somebody else's we're living off of. You know, that one gets me because there's definitely been times in my life where I'm like, yes, whatever, you know, yes, about the cat coming. Yeah. Like it's my neighbor's yes. cat. It's over here, but it's not doesn't really belong to me. Like, how many times have I, like, cruised through things without actually, like, do I really even believe what I this say? This is I too heavy. I I don't know how to act right now. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just go back to talking about Olive Garden? <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. Should have stuck to that. Yeah. But it's true, though. I think a lot of times we have to actually examine ourselves and be like, do I even have faith? 
because even the disciples, I mean, talk about Mark and the whole like fig tree withering, that whole like, oh God, I can't remember the exact, I think it's Mark 22. Um, It might be Mark 22, possibly. Anyway, where like the fig tree withers and they're like, oh my God, you know? And then they're yeah. like, oh, oh man, I got to bring it up. Why don't you say something while I'm looking for it? <laughs> Um, it makes me upset that you're just throwing out verses Why? like that because Why? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the okay, chapters Mar- and stuff. First off, there is no Mark 22, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, don't feel bad. <laughs> mm, crap, where is it then? I must have got like. Okay, yes, it's Mark eleven twenty two. That's that's mm. why I got mixed up, sir. Um. Uh. Gosh, I don't even know uh, where to start with it. But okay, like this is like their pa- okay. So Mark eleven twenty, as they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. So after Jesus had like flipped over some tables, cursed, cursed the fig tree, they're going back around that way. Um, being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look at the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, saying to them, Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen. um, Okay. Do not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen. It will be granted to him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. Um. It's kind of wild to me about that because, you know, faith is a mustard seed and it's like super small and like we've are like sat through Sunday school and learned about that and stuff. Yeah. Somebody along our lives has brought in a little mustard seed to demonstrate this to us. <laughs> but I still don't get it. You know, it's like because sometimes you pray for things and it doesn't happen the way you think they should happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and there's been like various times in my life where I'm like, I'm not sure that I have faith, you know, right. um, for these things. Um but again, I think it comes down to um, having faith in God, like believing in Jesus and looking to Jesus. I think in that is where we are, um, where our faith grows and where we are able to blossom into a place where God wants us to be, where we have the faith to believe the things yeah. we're praying for. Because yeah. sometimes we pray for things and I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, Um I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing that I can't say that I completely understand all of it. But what I do know is that my heart is that I want to have the faith that is healthy and and well nurtured and cared for. But if you're not inviting Jesus into your house to care for your faith, yeah. then your faith is going to be malnourished and and deprived. And I think that's the key. It's like so every time I, I look of look at um my heart, I see Jesus, right? And Jesus is in our hearts. You know, if we're saved, we, we accept him into our hearts. And, you know, we He we are now the temple like that he's dwelling in. The Holy Spirit dwells in our heart, right? Yeah. But if we don't allow God to have access to our heart completely, or we're not laying down our life completely for him, then maybe Jesus isn't able to, um, we're not, what I'm trying to say is, it's like the same scenario. It's like when you have someone that lives with you, it's like that's Jesus's cat, that he takes care of in your house. But if you're yeah. not allowing Jesus access to your house where the cat lives, that cat is going to be malnourished yeah. and starved. Or if Jesus is not taking care of that cat, like 
you know, taming it or whatever, it's going to be the scaredy cat that every time someone shows up, it's going to be like run underneath the bed. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. Does that make any sense? No, it does. Is I'm trying insane? to like, I'm trying to understand it myself in a way, like <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, I think that when we look to Jesus and the more that we come close to Jesus, the more our faith is healthy yeah. and is well provided for and nourished and sustained. But if we are limiting Jesus in his access to our house and to our heart, then our faith is going to be small. Our faith is going to be limited because yeah. Jesus is the one that's cultivating our faith. Does that make any sense? It does make sense. Um, uh, so lately, I think I think I've been growing my faith that way. Instead of just trying to exercise it or trying to like be more bold in my prayers and be like, I want to grow my faith and do this and that. I am taking the approach of what's Jesus doing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, is he up for, is he trying to do this? Then I'll pray for it. And then I know there's faith there. You know what I mean? Like, um, even when we are praying for people and they're like, oh, I have um, this issue issue with my foot or whatever. I need it healed. And like, I'll pray, but I won't pray for the foot unless I see God doing something with the foot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... That's what I'm doing with faith right now is I'm kind of like connecting it to God because if like if it's not doing if he if he's not doing this, I won't pray for it. You know what I mean? Like I won't try and exercise my faith. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> do you get it? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. I think that. I think healing always is like synonymous with like faith because, yeah. you know, a lot of times the Bible, like, like you have little faith, you know, like yeah. it didn't happen because you didn't have any faith. So like, then what is that application for us? Because like, is it every time someone doesn't get healed? Is it because we didn't have faith when we prayed for that? You know, and like the Mark just said, like in Mark, okay, when you pray, you believe it and it will happen, right? Yeah. So what happens when it doesn't happen? Does that mean every time you just don't have faith? Like, what does that actually mean? You know? Yeah. And I think in the circumstances you're talking about is like sometimes God isn't, that's not his intention in that moment. Um, but we can kind of, we can get real gun ho and be like, no, God's going to heal you. But like, we also have to pray his will. Yeah. You know, and maybe that is not what God wants to do in that moment, you know? So I think relying in the on the moment, Holy Spirit, I do think that God wants to heal everybody. I don't think he will let somebody suffer just because he's like, oh, I don't want to heal this person or whatever. I don't know. There's so much to it's his will so mysterious. You know what I mean? Like it's so hard to comprehend and everything. But. Yeah, I if I see God doing something about someone's infirmity, it gives me insane like faith that it will happen. You know what I mean? And I think that we also think that if God says or he's, you know, he says I'm going to heal somebody, we all think it's like an instant thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's going to be now, it's going to be a miracle in front of us. Yeah. Um not always the case, too. You know what I mean? Like um, so it's just, I just don't know. It is, it is because of everything that's been happening to us the past year, mm -hmm. right? 
like all these things that are happening. Um, healing has been like a very, very small part of that. Like we had some things happen mm-hmm. where God healed. Um, even in my own body, like my jaw and stuff. And other things too. But I do feel like that could be like the next chapter or something. You know what I mean? Like it, we learn these things. We start seeing, like we we start operating the prophetic and stuff. And then I th- I think the next could be healing or it could be other things too. But I am expectant of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. I do want to pray for people and see them healed. This is actually something that I've experienced before. Like when we used to go out and pray for people in the streets. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen people healed. Yeah. Um, and me and Jan, you remember Jan? Mm-hmm. We were out in Providence one pray- once praying for a guy. And he, the left side of his face was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Like the doctors didn't know why his face was paralyzed. We prayed for him. Oh, and his eye, his left eye was blind. Mm. We prayed for him, and he was seeing. He could see mm. after. That's crazy. And anyway, it was insane. It was in, like it was the most insane healing I've ever seen. I, we also prayed for one time this kid who had a broken leg, and his his leg was hurting, and his leg stopped hurting. You know what I mean? Like it was. <laughs> as we walked away, the kid was like he was like he was ten years old. Mm. As we walked away. He starts like screaming and telling his brother that his leg doesn't hurt anymore. Wow! And it was like the most amazing thing. It was the most amazing thing I've seen. Uh, like I want to see those things again. You know what I mean? Like I want that restored. I want I want words of knowledge that I used to get about people. Yeah. That's really cool too. So I'm really waiting for that to happen. Like I don't want to force it. You know what I mean? Like I want to see how God works those things. In our lives, mm-hmm. because I don't know, it was just it was fun. You know what I mean? I, it's funny to say this because I do think that it's not time for that yet. Like we're learning other things, and it's a lot. Like where we're learning right now is a lot, and it's heavy, and it takes time to process. I don't think that if we just start seeing God heal people. Like, it, it can mess us up or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it'd be too much on your plate to handle. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? You know, it sounds um, weird, but... Maybe. I don't know. Um, I think that that stuff is all, like, a natural byproduct of living by the Spirit. Exactly, yeah. And being close to Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should seek those things. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not seeking, but... I feel like a younger me would. Yeah. Because I have so much faith for God to heal people right now. Yeah. I would be all about, you know, going out and seeing, like, people that have infirmities or they're sick and this and that. I, like, I'd be praying. Yeah. Like, the old me, if you're transported to this moment right now, I would be out praying for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Which I don't think is wrong, but I, I, I don't think it's what God told me to do yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It's like it's, it's this is all complicated. You know what I mean? It's it's all <laughs> Yeah. Wait your time. I, I Wait your time. You know what I mean? There's just so much of it that I don't understand. You yeah. know, I don't understand like basically I understand nothing. Um <laughs> <laughs> except for the things that God has revealed to me. I feel like um, I'm relearning the basics all over again. Yeah, so you know do I. I. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know how I made it 
through all these years being saved at five, but like clearly not understanding fundamental things yeah. of my faith, you know, yeah, of my Christianity and my walk with God. But um, I don't know. It's it's funny, but I think that's the key, though, as far as like faith goes, like all that other stuff. It's it comes in its time because so again in saying that if Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, then it's him that is the one that's responsible for our faith. Our responsibility is to be with him, is to draw near to him and to let him have access to our faith. Let him actually have access to all of our heart. Um, So often and frequently that we are constantly hearing him. We're constantly in his presence. We're constantly immersed in his word, like his written word, the Bible, and the things that he speaks to our heart and his presence. If we're submerged in that, our faith is growing, you know, as the Bible said, it comes from hearing the word. And as we become more accustomed to laying our lives down, our flesh lives down, like yeah. daily picking up our cross and following him. As we we practice that, um, being in the spirit and of the spirit, our faith grows because we're in that. Yeah. We're in it all the time. And yeah. I think as that develops and as that goes on, like the less you know, the more that our flesh is laid down and and crucified with Christ, then the more normal the things of of the spirit and of God are to us. Like right now I feel like, oh yeah, like people's freaking limbs being grown back seems pretty bizarre and like miraculous. But I bet you they're come to a place. My prayer is that it comes to a place where that is normal because yeah. we're always called to be in that realm. We're always called to be in yeah. in the spirit and to be led by the spirit. Like read Galatians five, read Romans eight. Like we are called to live in the spirit. You know, like first uh, Corinthians um, one or two at the end of it, it says we have the mind of Christ now. Like yeah. we have the mind of Christ now. So if Christ is out there healing limbs and he said that we can do greater than greater than these things, you know, um, then I firmly believe that it's like, okay, we have now inside of us the mind of Christ. Like we have now the Holy spirit, our helper, our advocate, and and to div- to divulge secrets of the kingdom to to let us know God's heart to let us know what the father is doing what he's caring about what he's thinking like this is yeah. all that we already have access to it yeah so what is conflicting what is limiting us from gaining or to be active in that and to be familiar and understanding of what the spirit's doing because now we can know what the spirit's doing or what the father's doing because of Christ and because of the holy spirit so what limits us from from operating in that realm all the time? It's our flesh. Yeah. You know? It's our flesh and uh conflicting wills. You know, it's like our yeah. will or God's will. So I think as we learn to lay down our will, the more active and the more responsive and the more familiar and the more we know because as we are relying on the Holy Spirit, he tells us he's the one that knows. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um I do know what you're trying to say. I some uh, just occurred to me just now is that I want to make sure I know the healer first. You know what I mean? Mm, exactly. Instead of just boom the gift, because I feel like you could get the gift and miss mm-hmm. the healer. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So and true. I don't want to be in that place. Yeah, that's so true. And people get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think about the disciples, like Jesus was doing miracles at first. Yeah. And it was like, then they were with him and they learned from him and then they did it. But they were with him first. <laughs> yeah. They knew him first, you know, yeah. and learned of him first. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that makes complete sense. It's like a, our goal should never be to be like, I'm going to go out there healing people in Jesus name. And I'm going to go out there doing this and that. Our goal should never be those things. Our goal yeah. should always be like, Jesus, show me your face. Yeah. Like, I want to seek your face. I want to be in your presence. I want to know you. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know? Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I I watched this YouTube channel today. It was, it was a really cool channel. It was like, it's an anim- a- animations, mm-hmm. right? Like cartoonish things. Yeah. But it, it it explains biblical things. And he was talking about. Oh, I watched the, that. Like what? On you, YouTube, you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch those things. Do you? Yeah, because like the Old Testament, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it may not be the same thing, but Maybe it's whatever. Like, whatever. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this now. Sorry. But you could totally, you could totally operate on gifts and not know, not know Jesus. You know what I mean? Like not know the Father. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want to, I, I want to seek God. You know what I mean? Like I want to seek Jesus. Sometimes I'm praying and I'm like, where, like, I want to know what the next thing is, mm-hmm. but like, I'm always brought back to, you know, try to know, try to get to know Jesus, try to, you know, search for Jesus, yeah. look at his face. Don't, you know, you, you don't need to know what his hands are doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you don't need to look at his hand. You need to look at him. Yeah. Because it's always like, I don't want to ever, like, my, like, it's like my flesh wants to go the other way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even in my pursuit of Jesus, like my flesh wants the things that he does. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want, I just want him. Mm-hmm. I want anything else. Like yeah. there's, like there's, I have plans in my, like I, I'm, I'm sure you plan and you daydream about things, right? Yeah. I just, that's my biggest problem. <laughs> and I'm, it's, it's like, it's like a daily thing for me. It's like, no, 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 no. Just him. Just him. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I would just uh, hear that Cody Karn song. Like, I just want you, nothing else. Like, out of, out of all the worship I listen to, that's the one thing that always touches me. Like, mm. it's it's people talking about the person of Jesus and wanting Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. there's nothing else. Like, Saturday, I was listening to that... Um, mountain people worship Mm -hmm, yeah so good such a simple song but it's so intense in the pursuit of god it's just it just made me cry so hard and it was my whole time of prayer it was all about that one thing you know what i mean like about that like my my prayer time was almost ruined by it because i like i wanted to pray other things i don't want to go a different direction but but it was I've only felt the presence of God there. I've only wanted to be in that space. You know what I mean? Like I, everything else I tried to do didn't work. Yeah. It was all about that one part. And sometimes to me, it feels unproductive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, you 
came to pray and all that's happening is, is like you kept saying I want I want you I want Jesus I I didn't have a vision I didn't intercede for people I, like nothing else happened yeah nothing else happened and it to me I I've never thought about this until now to me it feels like I I didn't pray right mm-hmm. and I missed it but is there anything else? There isn't. It's like, it's the only thing you should want. It's the only thing that matters. Like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to hammer that down into my head, but it's just, oh, I know. it's hard. This has been like my, my lesson of the yeah. year. Like every time. I'll every tell you time. one thing. Jesus does not fit in our lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like it's so <laughs> yeah, different. I want to be productive for God, I want to do things. I want to see things and know things. But he, all he wants is just to sit down and look at you and talk to you. It's like, there's like there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Else. It's all about that you know, come fish for me type of deal. Yeah, that you always talk about. Yeah. And you and I get in trouble all the time because we try to do other things. Yeah. We look at other places. We look away from him for a little bit, and then it's like. All of a sudden, you're looking at the enemy, and you're thinking, "Oh, is that she's like?" All of a sudden, you're confused. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. All because you looked away for a second. Yep. You know what I mean? All because you took your eyes off of him. Yeah. And I don't want this to be a podcast where you always say, <laughs> "No." You know, keep your eyes on Jesus, but yeah. keep your eyes on it's Jesus. There's the only nothing thing. else. There's nothing else. Yeah. yeah. It's so. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I feel like our brains and our culture is like. Always geared to what's next. Yep. What are our goals? Where are we going to go? How are we going to grow this? You know, it's always the do, do, do all the time. It's never the be. Yeah. Be with him. So true. Be with him always. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hard. It is so So hard. hard to do. So hard to stop everything else. It doesn't fit into our, our understanding of, of the kingdom it doesn't fit into our understanding of of Western culture and yeah. Western church culture because it's all about works. It's all about what yeah. you can do and what you're doing. What are you called to, brother? What is God calling you to? Yeah. What is your vision for this church? What do you what do you, you know, blah blah blah. What's your ministry? Dude, that's not a thing. Yeah. It's actually not a thing. We're called to Jesus. That's yeah. it. We're called he's he asked us to follow him. That's my vision. My vision should be Jesus. And then whatever he's doing, I'm doing. And that's what I'm called to because I'm called to him. Yeah. And it's the same. It's, it is. It's like every episode we say the same thing because it really is the only thing that matters. But I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> it's the freaking hardest thing ever I've learned. And it's yeah. hard, hard, hard to not look away every time. Every time. Like I feel like God's like, oh yeah, just like look at me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep your eyes on Jesus because you have an enemy who's out there to distract you and to make you look away. You have your own flesh that's working against the will of God actively, even though it's dead. And you have a culture in a world that says, no, it's about you. Everything's about you. Look at you. What do you want? What do you want to do? What's been happening to me lately is that like, I'm on the stupid social media again. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And my prayer times have been like really weak. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you've come to spend time with God and you're f- like you're full of social media. You're already full. It sucks and you're not hungry. Yeah. And 
I was like, man, it's I've quit so many things, but it's so hard to quit this. Mm-hmm. And it was God. God was telling me, it's like, I've been on social media for decades. In one way or the other, you know what I mean? Like, I know that a lot of people got into social media after, you know, the f- phone came out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, I was out there on the internet, like since 95, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's coming up on 30 years. Yeah. And you just don't quit that, right? It's like, that's part of you. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. somehow part of you. And I'm like, man, I can quit it for a couple of days. But then it's like, oh, I got to post something for the podcast. I got to do this and that. And you download the app again. And then you're like, oh, I'm bored. And you pull up the app. And mm-hmm. it's just like, and then it grows every day. And then all of a sudden you're doing three, four hours again on it, you know? Yeah. And it's it's so awful. It's so, I can measure how good my prayer time with God is versus how much time I spend on the phone, on social media and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I cannot separate the two. Why don't you explain that to the listeners? Because I don't want it to sound like, oh, this is a, these are our convictions that God has spoken to us. Yeah, yeah. If you're on it, social media, this is not like, I don't care what, honestly, you could care less what you guys do. But, I know, right? Um, But for us, we, God has had talked to us about this, you yeah. know. 100%. So, Whatever you guys want to do, that's we my don't battle. We don't, this is our problem. <laughs> <laughs> These are our struggles here. So, and you know what? Like that is something you. that I did. I didn't used to think this way. Mm-hmm. I thought that what went for one person should go for everybody. And there are people out there that can listen to secular music, and they're fine with stuff. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, I just can't. Yeah, it's a matter for me. Is like. It's already filling me. Yeah. Like I'm already full. And so when I come to eat at the meal that the Lord has prepared for me, I'm already I'm not really hungry anymore because I've yeah. already been filled up on everything else. Um, yeah. and, and it's like, you know, biggest thing I go to social media for is like to relax and to have, be entertained. Yeah. Um, but God's my peace. So if I'm already filling up and relaxed and, you know, mm disassociated with social media then what am i coming to god for i don't need to i'm already good you know yeah so for me it's like oh no when i'm feeling this way instead of going to my first instinct which i have a hard time with this too it's like man i really want to look at my phone why don't i just ask the holy spirit what he's saying or what he's doing right Mm. now so that i can get the need met by jesus which he was always intended to be the one that meets our needs yeah to me the more the day goes on the harder it is for me to feel the presence of God because I can sit down in my office in the morning before I open my phone for anything because I'm so busy getting the girls out, driving them to school, driving back, whatever. I can sit in my office, put any worship song on and just like cry my heart out in here. You know what I mean? Like can be, like can feel God's presence or whatever. When it's the end of the day, and I haven't prayed and stuff. And I was like, oh, I need to pray. And I've been on the phone all day. Almost nothing. I feel almost nothing. Yeah. In my prayer time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Why don't you switch your prayer times to the beginning of the day then? And then what? At the end of the day, I feel myself with social media. I don't want to no. do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like you can do, you can pray again or read the Bible or do something else at night. 
Yeah. No, I'm trying to replace all the <laughs> things that fill me up with God. You it's know like, what I mean? I, I, I don't want it to be just one prayer time. I was like, oh, I prayed. Yeah. I'm good for today. Oh, you know I know. What I mean? like, a, a whole day affair. That's the other that's thing. Yeah, that's the other a thing. A whole day affair. This is like, I'm not dipping in and out of God's presence. I want to yeah. remain yes. in God's presence and stay there. That's my thing. Like, how do I stay in the spirit all day long? Yeah. Uh, that's not easy and not intuitive at all. Um, good Morning Holy Spirit is a good book. Yeah. Because Benny Him. When he first discovered the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. he had like a his prayer time with the Holy Spirit. And it was awesome. Like he felt God's presence and stuff. The next day when he woke up, the first thing out of his mouth was, good morning, Holy Spirit. Right. And then he felt the presence of the Holy Spirit again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I've been trying to, I've, I've done that before. I've been trying to reintroduce that to my life. Like when I wake up, I went. First thing out of my mouth is just, just connect with God right away. Because yeah. then you get a lot of nonsense out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, because in the morning is when I, like, there's a lot of nonsense that comes to my mind. Do you know what I mean? Like, before I <laughs> before I have my coffee, like, you're all oh grumpy God. and, like, yeah. in a bad mood and things are, you yeah. know, making you upset. <laughs> One of the things that encourages me a lot is every time I wake up in the middle of the night, my first thought. My first thoughts are about Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I wake up, I hear music right away in my head, like mm-hmm. whatever worship song, and I'm like, yes, this is so good. And I wake up and I'm like, I I immediately like go to prayer and like think about God and be like, oh, I woke up and I love you. And it's like, I just want to say thanks to God. I just want to talk to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the middle of the night. I woke up for no reason because you wake up. You know, like yeah. once you have kids, you don't sleep anymore yeah, well <laughs> but i wake up and it's like it's just i'm just talking about god all the time and i'm just like saying thanks to jesus and i was like i love you it's just like it doesn't stop you know what i mean it doesn't stop yeah. i want to make that the morning too because in the morning it's just like oh i gotta get up and i gotta do things and it's like yeah. it's like in the morning you forget about god for a little bit you know? <laughs> that's end it because that's been going on for too long <laughs> Yeah. It's an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, why don't you pray? All right. Dear Jesus, thank you for allowing us to be with you. Thank you for making this easy. Thank you for hammering this into our heads, Father, that we just need you and we need to look at you and need to be with you. I pray that you would uh, touch Rachel and I and everybody that listens to the podcast. Just teach us to be with you. We need to learn how to be with you. Teach us to just be in that place, be in your presence, and look at you. We just want to learn how to look at you and be with you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Like and subscribe. Follow us on the socials. Hit that notification bell. (laughs) (laughs) Send it to all your friends and your family, your distant relatives, your Aunt Marie you haven't talked in a while. I don't even care if people do those things. Nah, it's, it's just fun. It's just what podcast. people say. <laughs> <I> enjoy. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.